You're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast, a series of interviews with inspiring leaders from Portland and beyond. So, Brad, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for hosting me at the Fred Meyer headquarters here in Southeast Portland, as I mentioned to you. It's kind of a nondescript, kind of a secret spot here. You wouldn't really notice where it is, but it's it's great. You have, I think, total two or three buildings, right? Yeah, we actually have three buildings and kind of a warehouse that used to be used uh, back in the 50s here, okay. you know, because the original building had been here yeah, yeah. on this location since uh, Fred Meyer was wow. actually here. Well, we'll get into the Fred Meyer story. So I'd love for you just to give a little you know, background of, uh, you know, you work here at Fred Meyer. I mean, you're the yes. head of marketing at Fred Meyer, but yes. if you don't mind just, you know, kind of telling a little bit of uh, background of, of you. Of me and, yeah. and, and why I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I've been with the company, uh, you know, 38 years, I can wow. say. And, uh, you know, I did start uh, as a high school job, believe it or not. Wow. But, uh, you know, going through school, et cetera, you know, after high school, uh, really um, kind of fell in love with retail. Hmm. So as the years progressed along, uh, I just kind of latched on to it. Mm-hmm. And, and I've, you know, give over 38 years, done a plethora of jobs. Here. Right. Uh, of course, my first jobs out in the field were uh, managing hmm. uh, stores, mm-hmm. and then I got into uh, kind of a new store circuit. So I've covered most of the Northwest and Fred Meyer stores, yeah, uh, and then district managing, of course. And then I got into an operations field, okay, uh, that was really more of a, uh, you know, all of our uh, accounting wages mm-hmm. uh, shrink, et cetera, et cetera. Um, enough to make your eyes roll back in your head, but uh, I did enjoy it. <laughs> I did enjoy it, but uh, then I then I went into merchandising actually for the for the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's interesting because uh, you know you don't see a lot of leaders nowadays that have had that multifaceted you know experience. Yes, so you've been in operations. You said in merchandising. So what was the leap from? You're fairly new to this marketing role. Yes. a couple years maybe. Yes. You've led marketing now. So what? How did that transition happen? To, well, to you know, I'd, I'd had, uh, I did leave Fred Meyer for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, you know, I had my own business uh, down Southern Oregon and um, it was a, a large, larger, I should say, uh, wholesale business. Mm. So, you know, we did a lot with marketing being, especially being wholesale. So, you know, I had some background in marketing before that, but that really solidified it. I think it was just the, uh, the boots on the ground training. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I left there, it, it had always been in the back of my mind as a bit of a passion. Uh, and you know, when you're when you're actually doing merchandising, you're always thinking about the marketing anyway. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's an easy to a point transition. Yes. You, yeah. It's hand in hand, right? It and is. So, it is. Well, let's talk about a little bit. You know, you've been here 38 years. I mean, that's just remarkable because you don't, you know, obviously the economy is changing. We'll, we'll get into this, how people stick my longest job, I've said, is three years in one company. So um, when you left Fred Meyer the first time to start your own company, you know, you mentioned it was in Southern Oregon where I'm from and I'm, I love, love it down there. What drew you back? Like did they to what, retail? Yeah, to retail to uh, and to to Fred Myers. So. Well, you know, again, you know, it's Fred Myers is such a robust Northwest company. Yeah. Um, when I did uh, decide to, uh, you know, close down our business, 
Um, and mostly because I was working six days, seven days a week, <laughs> flying on the weekends. You know, it just it just got to be you know a lot of work for all of us. Yeah. Uh, so that's another story all in itself. <laughs> um, but I, I enjoyed that business. But then when uh, we looked at uh, coming back to you know going back to work uh, in retail. Um, it looked at many different companies. Mm. Uh, you know, Walmart was talking heavily, but you know, it, uh, Fred Meyer um, just really rose to the top. Mm-hmm. And I really did, you know, kind of analyzed, you know, who was doing well out there in the market, and just knowing that um, we had that great Northwest Nomaker, You know, it's just you, you feel good about working at Fred Meyer. Yeah, and we'll talk. Let's talk about that. I mean, this brand, this Fred yes. Meyer brand. Obviously, you know, Kroger is your parent company. But it's such a storied brand here in the Northwest. So you're kind of the keeper of that brand, right? Yes. So what are some of the things, I guess, when you onboard people or just how do you feel about that? Because it is, uh, you know, uh, I think when Kroger bought it, I, I remember reading there was some discussion about you know, branding at Kroger like they yes. have some other markets. And it was just a big pushback, right? You're like, don't mess with our Fred Meyer brand. Right. So can you just talk about the brand itself and what it means to yeah, Portland? Yeah, and you kind of, you know, alluded to or mentioned, you know, the the Kroger uh, situation. And, you know, Kroger is our parent company. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that we have realized along the way is that a lot of the things that Kroger can bring to us, because really the, the – uh, companies that Kroger has, you know, merged with or bought or whatever have kept their banner names across right. the country. Okay. Um, you know, so, and, and there's a reason for that because, mm-hmm. you know, King Super or whatever it happened to be in Colorado uh, really shines in that end of the world. Mm-hmm. So that being said, um, really, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing, you know, was taking everything that Kroger had to give as far as national purchasing you know, the pricing that we could get on many items. So you'll see a lot of Kroger items in a Fred Meyer store. Sure. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. I mean, why go out and purchase it if we can get, you know, beautiful pricing, you right. know, with bulk purchasing. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, though, um, we want to definitely make sure that we keep that Fred Meyer community feel. Mm-hmm. The stores feel like a Fred Meyer store. Uh, the banner still on the front door, the ads and advertising and online or whatever. Right. We'll always be Fred Meyer. Yeah. No, I, I love it. Like I said, my, we have family that moved out of state and they come back. The first thing they want to do is go to Fred Meyer because yes. it just reminds them of home, right? It just feels so Northwest. And so, well, let's talk a little bit about kind of the future of retail. <laughs> Big topic right now. Big I d- topic right don't now. expect yeah. you to uh, have all the answers for this. Uh, well, I wish I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and I want to just, you know, what Fred Meyer's doing and Kroger uh, as well, specifically, you know, before we started recording, we talked about click, click list click a little list, bit yeah, and yeah. Uh, Kroger announced today that really have seen a surge and just adoption of that in the past year. Yes. And there's also a report that came out recently about, uh, you know, this, this big thing around the last mile of retail, right. And how, Amazon, I guess, is going to recruit just regular people to drop packages. I don't know if you've seen that. I did, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. we'll see. Yes, we'll see uh, how that works. <laughs> but, I mean, what's kind of Fred Meyer um, doing? Or you can you can tell us about what your thoughts on that. And specifically, like, talk about the click list and what's that, what's that meant for you guys' business? So. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, really – and I'll put it under the umbrella of digital. Yeah. So anything online shopping, you know, it, it, it is a big thing. And everybody want, really wants to look at Amazon as a, uh, a template, you know, mm-hmm. for what they're going to do. But we've realized real quickly that we're not Amazon. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we're a brick and mortar company, though we can offer a lot of, you know, conveniences to the customer, uh, like ClickList, curbside shopping is what we call it, yeah. you know, where you can get online, do your order and go pick up your, your mm-hmm. groceries and mm-hmm. not have to leave your car yeah, and not have to get the kids out of the car. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, that's really important. The other thing we have is, uh, you know, home delivery now. And, uh, again, you can just get online, right. do an order and it'll be delivered to your front door within a half hour. Yeah. And the click list, um, I'm still like pretty old school. I, I you know, haven't tried it yet, but I have a lot of my friends and family that are just like swear by it. Yes. They have kids. So they have this, kids. this is the biggest thing. And so yeah. now I have a young family and, uh, it seems like it'd be pretty nice. And, uh, it's kind of a weird thing, you know, picking out your food online, but it, it seems like it's growing quite a bit. And, um, it's, it's growing quite a bit, but, uh, for me in particular, I don't use it. Okay. Uh, I have used home delivery in, a, in an emergency. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I like to cook yeah. and I'm a foodie. Yeah. And I like to go shopping. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to create menus as I'm shopping. I'll just have a few proteins or whatever and, and right. start moving along. Yeah. So it's not for everybody. I think there's still a place for brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we start growing, uh, you know, this foodie thing, the, the umbrella that we put under it um, or over it, uh, you know, it really is more so the experience in the store. Yeah. You know, how is that? Mm-hmm. You know, are we going to keep those customers that really don't, would like to come shopping? Yeah. You know, really want to go choose, you know, and look down the beer aisle and pick yeah. their favorite microbrew or yeah. their best head of lettuce or whatever it happened to be. So you're speaking to the choir here. Yeah. Kinda, <laughs> yeah. I, like my, our shopping habits is, is in our house is a little different as you know, um, we don't go and buy bulk stuff. We go to the grocery store every single day. Yes. And so, uh, we have a lot of our family just, you know, they plan out the week and they'll go on Sunday and get the stuff for the week. We don't do that. We go no. every single day, get what we need for that day, which I know is not the most efficient thing, Yes. but, um, it doesn't bother me to go in a store either. So. No. And you know, so the, the in-store shopping experience, then we start looking at that, you know, it's how quickly can we get you out of there? Yeah. Cause you want to have the experience of shopping, but you don't want to stand there in line. Sure. So we've worked really hard mm-hmm. at really no more than you know, two people in line. Mm-hmm. We're, we're launching something called uh, Scan Bag Pay and Go right now, uh, and really, what it is is you can come in either with your phone mm-hmm. and scan every item, put it in your cart, and then just pay at the end and walk out. And you don't have to talk to anybody. Okay. So, uh, or you can use. We have a scanner device if you don't want to use your phone that's at the, at the door. And you just- so, yeah, it's those types of experiences. Is like how can you make it uh, a little bit different. But keep that nice foodie environment right. where people really want to go in and. Well, shop. I'm looking forward to that because that's obviously one of the biggest frustrations for some people oh, is the yes. checkout process. And no offense to the great people working, it's a hard, hard thing to, oh, to it pin is. down. But we'll, um, look, we'll, we'll see that. Well, you know, I also want a couple more things I want to talk about. Um, you know, just talent and the future of work in retail and how that's changing. You know, if you're hiring people for your marketing team or here at the headquarters, what are some of the things as a, you know, corporation you guys are looking specifically for people Mm -hmm. and how that's changing? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't get into that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it truly is changing. Um, and I think one of the biggest things you could point to, and it would be true for any company out there is the, you know, including the, uh, the newspapers is that, reading a newspaper is going away. I mean, it truly is. Uh, so what we're really looking for out there, um, aren't traditional marketers. You know, we're looking for people that are very savvy and digital, um, uh, you know, very savvy, savvy and, uh, online marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, that's the, where our growth is. Yeah. Uh, you know, just recently, you know, we've hired, you know, probably about 30 uh, people, uh, Kroger Enterprise, okay. uh, who actually live in this building, believe it or not. That's our digital team does. Uh, you know, just because of the the capacity needed. Yeah. So that's really what we're looking for. Your traditional marketing newspaper person, uh, you know, just they, they have some great qualities and we still have a lot on our team who, who are, you know, we're kind of teaching to yeah. turn the corner. Yeah. No, well, let's talk about that engagement piece. I used to work for a news organization and a newspaper <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously things are changing and they're adapting their business model, but when you guys advertise, where are you finding some new channels that are interesting to Fred Meyer as far as? Well, they pop up daily. Let me yeah. tell you, uh, you know, it's, it is, um, you know, it, a lot of them, you know, are just a traditional digital email, yeah. uh, you know, whatever it happened to be website that you can visit, you know, we're really trying to grow our acquisition of folks that are just digitally engaged, mm. you know, as far as that's concerned, okay. but also geo targeting, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we recently did that with our uh, fuchsia event in the spring okay. to where, you know, when you walked into Lowe's, you walked into home Depot and you happen to be on your social media mm -hmm. or, or whatever, um, platform that happened to yeah. be all of a sudden a Fred Meyer added pop up, you know, you want to go to fuchsia day, mm -hmm. you know, and, and turn them around. So there's all of these new mm -hmm. uh, venues out there that we can use. And you guys are, seems like experimenting with those. Experimenting and a lot with them. Great. And really trying to figure out which is the niche. And the great thing about digital is you can measure it. Yeah. You know, the traditional newspaper, uh, you know, you could either see a bump in sales or right. not, but you couldn't really qualify as to sure. why that was. And sure. with digital, you know, you can you can see click-throughs, you can put a coupon in there with a certain code on it mm -hmm. and actually measure how many times people used it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a great... Uh, Great measuring measuring tool. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, you know, obviously uh, a digital uh, native in a point, but I still, I it, even the circulars almost stand out more now. And this yes. is kind of a little counterintuitive, but um, since they have gone down, you know, I'm a, I'm a homeowner, so I do get the, the weekly whatever uh, direct mail pieces. And I actually weirdly spend a lot of time going through them and I'm engaged <laughs> yeah. more with them. So don't totally throw it out because people well, like me. <laughs> no, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. We, we are very cognizant. I think of that fine balance of, uh, you know, traditional advertising, yeah. uh, TV, radio, mm -hmm. newspaper, and this thing that's called digital. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where, you know, when I was talking about the Amazon uh, thing in the first place, mm -hmm. You got to be very careful that you're you're not just totally turning the corner and putting all your eggs in one basket because mm -hmm. that multi-channel is, is really what you're looking for out there. Yeah, absolutely. So you know we're measuring each one. Uh, we actually are finding the TV right now is actually doing fairly well. Regular TV. Regular TV. You know, but the news. <laughs> what What do you think that's attributed to? I like? have. You know, I wish we could hit that <laughs> nail on the head. Let yeah. me tell you, but it seems to be really paying off more so than the last two or three years. And I think, you know, really where, you know, not to belabor it, but yeah. where, where it's really coming from is we're finding that we're also getting click-throughs on people's iPads. So here's where the multi-channel comes in. Mm -hmm. They are actually watching TV, mm -hmm. uh, but it's a kind of a filler as they're sitting there looking at Facebook on the iPad or Instagram or whatever it happened to be. So they're, they're actually using multiple tools at the same time. Well, absolutely. And what's interesting about that now, I'm mean, think of my behavior in our household is we do that. So if TV's on the background, you're on your, your phone, you're more apt to um, bypass that on your phone because you're not 
so t- tuned into the TV anymore, the ads will play through, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So even though it's in the background, you're least and you're not skipping through or, or things. So that kind of makes sense, but it's interesting. It does. You know, I think the, uh, the, the head scratcher for anybody right now, as far as advertising is, is really, um, areas like Netflix or Hulu or whatever it happened right. to be, because again, you can just bypass ads or, you yeah. know, nowadays folks can, you know, obviously uh, record yeah. Whatever they want to. And just my wife's great at that. Skip over all the advertising. <laughs> yeah. you know, so, and you're just like, no. You know. So again, the cognizant of the fact that they're probably on their iPad at the same time mm-hmm. or their mm-hmm. phone or whatever it happened to be. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's talk about Portland and the growth of Portland. And again, I mean, you, you've, you've been here when it's, uh, you know, not been a lot going on business community related. Mm-hmm. Now we're in this kind of boom and we're, we're also chatting before we recorded people are moving here for no reason other than wanting to live here without yes. kind of professional opportunity, uh, before they get here. So, uh, what does that meant to you? I mean, just kind of from someone who works here of looking at all this growth in the business community and pros and cons. Well, uh, and it, you know, it depends on what you're looking at. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think as far as growth is concerned, uh, you know, Portland, and, and we have the same problem, obviously, with fairly large stores, is kind of infrastructure poor. You know, yeah. there's just, you know, to get more traffic moving and more neighborhoods built and a place to, to build a store, actually, um, it's, it's getting very difficult in yeah. Portland proper. Now, on the other hand, as you start looking at growth outside of Portland, you know, where the urban boundaries are being stretched, et cetera, um, that's really kind of as far as a, you know, a fairly large box store is concerned, what we're looking at, mm. you know, are those areas that we can grow into or the community can grow into our store. Yeah. A good example is uh, Happy Valley and the mm. store we put out there, you know, just love that store. It's a beautiful old Fred Meyer store. Yeah. But again, knowing that it's kind of at the edge of Happy Valley, that that place is just going to boom in the future. So yeah, really Portland proper is just infrastructure poor mm-hmm. you know uh it, it's just the we're just not built for growth it's a challenge side yeah yeah my sister lives in happy valley so we you know, go to that fred meyer and you know i'm on the opposite side of the yeah. urban growth boundary and kind of bull mountain and so uh hopefully one day we'll get a fred meyer store out there but yeah i can see that that challenge there yeah so. yeah and I, I don't think you know i we we definitely have uh you know enough folks as far as Employment. The problem is right now employment's so low mm-hmm. uh, that it's it is hard to find folks just to work in the stores, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, tell me more about that because I'm you know we're the lowest unemployment we've been in yes thirty years yes and so I know that's a challenge for every industry here and as it, it is so um, what are some of the things you guys are doing to uh, attract talent or, or attract people to yeah. To, to work. Well, I think a lot of it's just, uh, you know, really looking at the, the work environment. Yeah. Uh, you know, what we can contribute to, uh, you know, their uh, benefits, uh, you know, recently uh, just expanded 401k mm-hmm. uh, for those that want to participate in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, really looking at work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's not a lot you can do to sure. enhance a retail work environment. Sure. Uh, but there are those small things like that that we can add to on the periphery. And it makes a difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially as the nature of kind of work's changing a little bit. Yes. And um, it's kind of ambiguous when, with all the technology. So... Well, Brad, thanks so much for being on the podcast and, yeah. and talking. And it's uh, 
looking forward to see what Fred Meyer does here in the community going forward. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I think, uh, you know, we definitely have a, a very bright future in the Northwest, really. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.